When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use code CHGO to earn up to two bets, up to $2,000. How's everyone doing? Adam Hogue. Nicholas Moriano, Will DeWitt in the bubble. Got the whole crew back together today as uh, we rank the defense today. Uh, Yesterday we did the offense. We ranked our top 10 offensive players on the Bears roster. It was not easy. It was hard to come up with 10. And then we said it would be easier for the defense. And then this morning I went to go do it, and it was harder than I thought. Okay. You know, it was definitely easier than yesterday's exercise with the offense. Towards uh, the back end, uh, I think it'll get interesting again with our list, but definitely easier than ranking the offensive players for sure. I think, Adam, you said it right. Like There are more names that you recognize and you know, but figuring out exactly how they fall was a challenge, and it took an extra cup of coffee to really <laughs> get into the zone and figure out how they land, but I think my list is uh, perfect, and we'll get there soon. Ah, Perfect. The perfect list. All right. No. Um, but before we get into that, we actually have some news to break down, as well as our last player uh, to talk about in the uh, hoax grade segment. But the Bears made a trade yesterday after we got done with our show. Nikhil Harry is a Bear. Um... I should have actually looked up some... Okay, somebody sent me a DM back in April. I, sh- I got to look this up so I make sure I get the guy's name right because he deserves a shout-out for this. Okay, Joe Bosco. All right, now this is a good lesson that you shouldn't do DMs. You should put this out there on Twitter because then you would have looked like a genius to everybody. But I'm still going to give you respect. John Bosco sent me a message... On Wednesday, April 6th. Then I'll be honest, I missed, did not see it until he followed up again yesterday. But it's a long message, but it's basically, what are your thoughts on the Bears taking a cheap flyer on a guy like Nikhil Harry? There is no doubt he has failed in New England, especially as a first-round pick. Uh, But with them bringing Parker in, he looks to be in his way out. Big 6'4", still young, high investment as a first-round pick. Seems like the perfect low-risk flyer for polls to take, especially since the Bears didn't have the cap uh, interest in taking a swing at some of the big available wide receivers. Thus far, it would be cheap enough to not impact drafting a wide receiver in the draft as well. Remember, that was sent before the draft. So, shout-out to him. Great call. Perfect logic. It did not cost basically anything. A seventh-round pick in 2024. And to your point, yeah. I mean, like. If, what else does he know? <laughs> like, I honestly. know, right? It's, pr- it's pretty good. What else you got up your sleeve? But, yeah. So, um, anyway, he followed up yesterday, and I gave him uh, his due. But, yeah, put that out there in the uh, Twitter sphere. Then we could have yeah. retweeted it with the date and been like, hey, this guy's a genius. See into the future. But, uh, yeah, the news, uh, another, the eighth newest wide receiver this offseason that the Bears have added. And, honestly, it's a move, like like he was saying, it's low risk, potentially high reward, given that he is a former first-round draft pick. But the thing he has that a lot of these Bears wide receivers don't have is size. Outside of Equinemius St. Brown, who is taller, he's the heaviest guy, heaviest wide receiver on this this Bears roster. So maybe he can use that to his advantage, but – He's not someone that's going to give you any special teams value. If he's going to make this roster, it is going to be as a wide receiver, but it's a move that, hey, the Bears, Ryan Poles wanted to go with quantity, not quality at the wide receiver position. He's definitely doing that by adding a guy like this. 
And there is potential quality here in Harry. We'll have to see exactly what he here we go. Per, you know, bring to the table here. What's up? I said, here we go. Tell, oh, us, we how, go. tell us how Nikhil Harry uh, is going to suddenly become a really good NFL player. I'd love to hear this. I, I don't. I don't have that right now, Adam. However, <laughs> I can see Fitz. Nick hit it, the bigger body guy, something the Bears don't already have. And he has decent speed, but he's not going to be a burner by any means. He's someone who can use that body size, leverage, strong hands I saw. I saw a few of those tweets that people were circulating yesterday about his run blocking grade and uh, for PFF. And I think that's something that the Bears have uh, really wanted to bring in. He can be with that bigger body too. He can come inside, you know, maybe crack a linebacker, helping uh, some of those additional running lanes in this zone scheme. However, as we know, he didn't really do too much in New England. Uh, but when you look at what New England did over the last few years too, it hasn't been pretty. His two touchdowns in 2020 did lead the team. They only had 12 passing touchdowns that entire season. Newton had eight. Two of those touchdowns came from receiver. I think it was Jacoby Myers threw two touchdowns that season. <laughs> so it was just a weird situation for him to be in and uh, so the Bears have a possession guy now, and I think having a possession guy is needed. And I, I don't know. Uh, one thing I wanted to say was I was excited that Poles did a move that kind of had all of our juices flowing last night. Nick wrote an article, spur of the moment. I was out helping him uh, with some editing and getting it in there as I was cooking dinner. And we haven't had anything like that in some time to have a little frenzy. And I thought that was exciting. And uh, maybe, you know, Mac Jones came to town and Harry was like, oh, man, I was really hoping for Justin Fields. So they phased him out of the offense. Ryan Poles heard it through the grapevine, and here he is. But like you said, second chance, uh, which I'm a big fan of second chances, a lot of upside potential, minimal risk. All in all, pretty happy guy over here myself with seeing this move kind of pan out. Yeah, I think there's way more examples, though, of players uh, maybe getting a second chance in New England and then being more productive there than the opposite. Um, especially, you talk about the one position group that this franchise usually does the opposite to, right? <laughs> this is the place that uh, the wide receivers come to die, right? Mm -hmm. That's not where they come to be born. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, look, I, I'm not trying to, to kill the kid. Totally understand the move. I think it was a great move. Honestly, I, I think a phenomenal move for a seventh-round pick that's a year away for a guy that – is a big target who can who can at very least probably get get some reps out there and block in this outside zone running scheme. It's a great point. Same thing with Byron Pringle. I think those are two guys that fit, you know, this offense in that regard. But it's an uphill battle, Adam. It, I, it is. I mean, I don't even think it's a it's a given he makes the team. No, right. It's not all these those other wide receivers they brought in on one year deals. Dante Pettis, Tajay Sharp, Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah. They're all thinking the same thing. Like. Hey, we're all competing for these limited spots. Yes, there's open competition, but outside of Darnell Mooney, all those guys are competing to make a good impression on Spare's coaching staff. So it's not a given, but he just, like we were saying, he does have the, the physical attributes that are different from some of the other guys. But outside of that, um, he couldn't get it done in New England. Let's see what happens again with the Bears where usually success doesn't happen Look, at that position. Poles is throwing darts at this point, right? Yeah. He's just He's just... He, he's throwing a bunch of them at the wide receiver, and he's hoping he hits a bullseye, right? And, and you know. I'm glad they maybe made hits this a move. Maybe it's a triple 20 with one of them. Maybe. Yeah. I was watching the episode of Ted Lasso where he fakes, like, I don't know if I'm, any spoilers. That That's was a, good a scene. great scene. Where he's throwing scene. right hand. He's like, oh, I'm lefty. Um, but the thing is, I do like that they made this move before training camp. So they do get that time. Mm -hmm. Where, where this is a crucial time for to develop that chemistry and you get all these reps and you're in pads. And if there is a – it's like an even slate for everybody. Even though the other guys had the OTAs and stuff, they can he can get an opportunity, um, Harry, to, to see what he can do with Justin Fields and Spares' offense. Yeah, and he was a red zone threat in New England his first two years. Uh, second best receiver in 2019 in the red zone for them. 2020 was the most productive receiver in the red zone. So using that size – coming away with some scores. That's something that the Bears right now with the lack of size outside of St. Brown, who's really never been, though, a red zone threat, there's potential value there as well. But like you said, a lot to prove here in Chicago, and uh, time will tell. Yeah, I mean, you look at the process. I think this is another example of you like the process of what Ryan Poles did here. Doesn't mean the results are going to be. You know, same thing with the draft class. By the mm -hmm. way, I have a Q&A out on allchgo.com today 
We hit on a bunch of stuff, which I wanted to do. It's like a summer edition. Yeah. So we got plenty of bear stuff. Well, that was one of the things that came up is like, you know, no one knows if this draft class is going to work out. But the question was about how Ryan Poles hasn't had a lot of wins, if any, so far. True. And I took exception to the one thing, which was I like this draft. I don't know that the players are going to work out. Have no idea. We need three years to figure that out. But I liked the process, right? You know, I liked how he stuck to the board, found plug-and-play contributors, and then added a ton of draft capital on day three. More times than not, that strategy is going to produce some players. Um, so I think that that was an example of a win. And then, yes, there's a, a couple of other things, many other things, actually, that I think are worth monitoring and questioning. That was just one of the things that came up. Also that came up in there, tavern-style Chicago pizza. Ah. Um, we got into a discussion about, oh, best and worst road trips in the NFL. Nice. Um, maybe the most random one was uh, best spots to go to in Minneapolis hmm. besides Manny's. Okay. I'm not going to give these away. I mean, you got to go to allchgo.com. Our members can check out the Q&A. Got to get that A lot insight. of good stuff. Um, and then... And then Mark Carmen asked me, uh, as he weighed in, uh, Cam Ellis asked me about the situation in in England right now. I saw that. Yeah, I, he, saw that I mean, question. he's classic Cam. Uh, I it was a funny question, but I did not address that. Uh, Mark <laughs> Carmen though asked me who's my favorite bowl of all time, not named Michael Jordan. Ooh, that one I'm willing to answer right okay. here. It's Derrick Rose by yeah. far. I've mm-hmm. never been. More excited about any draft pick in Chicago sports than Derrick Rose, and it still causes me legitimate pain, like physical pain. I feel it when I think about, and maybe it's my own knee injury, but mm-hmm. when I think about his knee derailing what should have been just like a runaway Hall of Fame career. Whenever I see like the Twitter videos where they say, "Oh, his highlights from 2011," like I always watch. Oh, I always watch. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know the plays, I know when they happen, but I just have to rewatch it again. Well, you need to be reminded, kind of, how that too, because it too. didn't last long enough. No, no, you know, like everyone's gonna remember in their head like Steph Curry's threes forever because he's been doing it over forever. and over and over and over again. Derrick Rose had like it truncated in two seasons, where he's got some of the greatest highlights. Where he takes LeBron and Wade up to the rim on the double reverse. I'm like, I oh. love that. I love uh-huh. that. And every time it comes up, I watch it every time. Yeah. It hurts. Man. It hurts. Yeah, yeah. That documentary, too, that came out a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Watch it a few it times. Good. And that really, it, yeah. It's good. Yeah. That's like punishment for the emotions watching that again. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, before we get to the draft, we need to talk about our final Bears uh, defensive player. And, um, Unless you, well, I don't know. Everybody should know who this is by now, I would think. But it is Roquan Smith, the top player uh, um, on the entire roster last year. The only one to go into the five category, getting over the number five, which I'd have to look back. That is one of the highest, if not the highest. I think Khalil Mack might have been higher than that Mm. in 18. Um, But we're talking about, to me, one of the most underrated players still in the league. That's how good I think he is. Um, but he was at 508 last season. You look at what he did, 163 tackles, uh, three sacks, 12 tackles for loss. That's something that sort of gets overlooked is how much he gets in the backfield and makes mm-hmm. plays too. Like that TFL number has been high throughout his career. Um, mm-hmm. And he always can – his first play was a sack. Yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. In 18 against the Packers at Lambeau Field. Uh, earned second-team All-Pro honors for the second year in a row. Hasn't missed a game since 2019. He's been durable. He's been reliable. Um, and, of course, he is going into this season on that rookie fifth-year option. Whether or not the Bears will resign him, you think they would. You think that that would be coming um, because he sh- should certainly factor into the long-term plans uh, with the Bears. So, no surprise, but Roquan Smith is the top player on the board this year yeah and I, I you could just watch the Cincinnati game and yes that's where you guys pick six but everything else he did in that game whether it's from a tackling standpoint being in coverage the community there's a play where he's on the outside lined up um, opposite of the running back Jalen Johnson the slot and they run like a pick concept and it's just a communication on the play on a third down where 
Joe Burrow ends up making an incomplete pass, but it's because Roquan and Jalen Johnson are communicating. And that's the kind of guy you get with Roquan Smith, always being at the right spot, knowing what the play is, and that's why he's able to get in the backfield those 12 tackles for loss. So such an instinctive sideline-to-sideline linebacker that the Bears are fortunate to have. I'm sure Matt Eberflus is happy to have, uh, especially given they had Darius Leonard in Indianapolis. So, yeah, it makes sense. Blue chip, five, and, you know, maybe a contract will be on the way here. It better be. Ryan Poles has been saving money for something. <laughs> he didn't spend a lot of money this year for a reason, and I think Roquan Smith would be you know, a great use of some of that additional capital that the Bears are going to have in the future. Adam, I, I love that you mentioned his uh, tackles for loss. Uh, that's such an underrated element of his game, being in the backfield, making plays, and he was sent on a decent amount of blitzes last year, and the Colts did the same thing with their linebackers, so he's still going to be uh, a factor coming after quarterbacks, crashing those, you know, uh, shooting those gaps, making plays in the backfield. And an element of his game that I really appreciate and I've always have is his coverage ability. Uh, I know the graphic had that pick six that he had on Joe Burrow, which put a smile on my face, and it wasn't an easy start to the season. Weeks one through six, he gave up 200 passing yards in coverage, but the final 10 games, only 143 yards surrendered in coverage. And having a linebacker in the middle of the field that just takes it away, he's not going to be mismatched with a running back or a tight end. He can handle it all. That's what I love about Roquan Smith, and I'm glad that uh, Adam saw it with his grade, giving him over a five. Yeah, so I think we all know who's going to be number one across the board <laughs> as we get to our top 10 Bears players on defense. But before we get there, I need to tell you that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. That's not it, because if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content like that uh Q&A I was just talking about and all those mailbag questions. Um, you can also read Nick's breakdown of the Nikhil Harry trade, which I think we have unlocked to everybody, mm-hmm. but unlocked. also obviously included with that CHGO membership. And you even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. I've been seeing a lot of these around the office now. Super the nice. sh- shirts with the Chicago skyline. They are awesome. And so, again, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. Any questions, email PointsBet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. If you happen to see an edge in the game you're watching or if your favorite team is primed for a comeback, well, you don't just have to watch the game. You can bet along with it live. PointsBet is more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. All you got to do is download the PointsBet app right now. Use the promo code CHGO. You'll get everything that we've been mentioning here every day for you. And once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Who could this be? CHGO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's the Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls, FOCO will be have will have something for you, your friend, a friend, or you know, a loved one. So everybody gets in on this. Looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads, which we have plenty of here at the CHGO studio, to swimsuits. Hey, if you like Crocs, they got them too. FOCO has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. Head over to FOCO.com or click the link below in our YouTube description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. And it's time. We had a lot of fun with this yesterday. If you missed the show, go back and check it out on the podcast or on YouTube. It's all there for you. We ranked the top 10 offensive players on the Bears roster. It was not easy, but it was fun to do, and it led to some good discussion. So we decided, all right, we bring Will back today. Let's do it with the defense. Run it back. And as we mentioned, talking about Roquan Smith, I think I can speak for all of us here. Um, unless, you know, something shocking is happening that I don't know about. Maybe Will <laughs> is putting the kill Harry, number one on defense. This should be Rokon Smith across the board, um, and that's certainly where I went for all the reasons that I've already mentioned. I won't repeat anything you just said because I have the exact same player as number one, Roquan. It's unanimous across the board. Clean sweep, 
Roquan Smith, not unless Will, like you said, Adam has something up his sleeve. No, no reason to get cute here, guys. Roquan Smith is the guy without Khalil Mack, no Akeem Hicks. This is a season for him to take another step as the leader of the defense, and I expect him to do so. Number one guy for sure. So the fun thing here is I think it wouldn't shock me if we're already off base here or disagree on number two. Um, I don't know. We'll see. But I went with Jalen Johnson, cornerback. Um, He actually graded graded out (laughs) third. Uh, amongst returning defensive starters from last season. But I am also putting in there my projections for him and how how I think he's going to continue to get better. I think he is the second-best player on the defense right now. Um, Have high expectations for him as long as he's all in and fits this defense. And I think it it is a good fit that I have Jalen Johnson number two. All right, so we're going to mix it up right here. And number two for me, I have Robert Quinn as my number two player. Again, what you see, what he did last season with the sacks, that's great. But we also talked about he's in a defense that does cater more to his strengths. So not saying he's going to get that number again, especially given his age. And like we talked about, usually with Robert Quinn, he fluctuates when he, in terms of that sack production. But it's hard to disregard what he did last season and what he could potentially do if he's on this team come the 2022 season. So I got Robert Quinn as number two. Well, we have some agreement here. Is it with Adam? Is it with Nick? I have Robert Quinn uh, as well. Uh, I'm leaning with Nick. Uh, Nick, he said it's hard to, you know, look past those that record-breaking sack total last year, the 18 and a half sacks, and I'm right there with you. Can't discredit that whatsoever. Uh, I know he's a streaky player. He hasn't put together back-to-back double-digit sack numbers since 2013, 2014. However, when you look at what he was able to accomplish, what you just mentioned about what potentially could be a better fit defensively, maybe this is a time for him to do it once more. So as of right now, Robert Quinn is the second best player, but there are some players behind him chomping at the bit that we're going to get to in a moment. Well, and that's where I had Robert Quinn at number three. So, you know, right there in the same conversation, but I just can't completely dismiss two seasons ago <laughs> I mean, if we had done this this time last year, I'm, I'm serious. Would he, not in the top 10. He, would, he wouldn't be in the top 10. Nope. So, nope. you know, I think at some point we need to average out the two years, maybe side a little bit more towards last year because he is a guy who's had a really good career. And 2020 was, you know, his worst season. Uh, and he's had some up and down seasons. I think that the way I looked at this is we also can't expect him to have 18 and a half sacks again. So if – he might not even be on the team, one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if he is around and he does play a full season, you know, what's realistic? Eight, nine, ten sacks. I think you'd hope he gets to double digits. And in that world, I'm trying to picture what that season would be for the Bears. I'm thinking Jalen Johnson should have a better year than that from his position. So that's why I rank these the way I did one through three with Jalen Johnson ahead of Robert Quinn. And I have uh, Jalen Johnson as my third player here, Adam. Um, for me, like he's been a very good player to start off his career. You just need to see those turnover types of plays, right? He got the one against Joe Burrow. But in this defense, too, a lot like Robert Quinn, should give him more opportunities to, one, react and not think about what's kind of going on and just play instinctively. So if there is a time for Jalen Johnson to get those turnover type plays up, it's going to be this season in, in uh, the first year with Matt Eberflus. But Jalen Johnson's been a solid player. He's shadowing the number one wide receivers, taking on that task and flipping sides. So the Bears are fortunate to have a guy like him, and that's why I have him here at number three. All right, great minds. Continue to think alike, Nick. Jalen Johnson is my third player on this list. And I actually did an exercise that you did yesterday about is Jalen Johnson a better corner than, you know, so-and-so at all the different positions. And I kept coming back to yes. And I came out with my preview on Jalen Johnson today at allchgo.com. That is unlocked for everybody if you want to give it a look. And, Nick, you did have a good bit of feedback about him having the shadow in number one. And he admitted during OTAs in May that that did kind of hold him back from taking more risks. But now that he's not going to be asked to do that, presumably he, Kyler Gordon, are going to hold down opposite sides of the field kind of like the Bears did with Fuller and Amukamara, as well as Fuller and Jalen Johnson during his rookie season. 
I expect that to help him a lot. So a better position to succeed, a better scheme fit overall. I expect a good jump from Jalen Johnson, who is still only 23 years old heading into his third NFL season. So a lot has happened to still with him. All right, moving on to number four. I have Travis Gibson here. I think that, um, first of all, this is kind of an eye-opening spot. Start to look down the list, and that's where, like, ooh, mm-hmm. there's just, like, it surprised me that Travis Gibson, it just surprised myself that Travis Gibson <laughs> was this high, but when you really look at who's coming up next on this list, I think it's the right call. Um, and I, I wonder, I really wonder, like, how many people around the NFL even realized that he had seven sacks and five forced fumbles last year. Not a lot. I, I mean, for a guy who wasn't necessarily playing starters reps, nope. um, he he made the most of those reps, and he's still young. He's going through another positional switch, but I think he's going to be able to handle it, and I think he's a legitimate defensive end. It, it could really surprise a lot of people and get a little bit more recognition this year if he goes into that full-time starter role. Okay, I like that, Adam. I'm actually going with Eddie Jackson as number four here on my list. Uh, A lot of what we were saying with the potential in this defense for Jalen Johnson, I also see the same for Eddie Jackson, who has not been the same player that he was in 2018, no doubt. Hasn't had an interception in the past two seasons, which has been uh, eye-opening for for a lot of Bears fans who are, I think, a little upset with, with Eddie Jackson and his play, but he did go down on the percentage on missed tackles last season. Um... He's been close, though, you guys. He really has been close to taking the, the ball away there. He had that nice forced fumble in the Cincinnati game um, where they're just getting turnovers the entire game. But Eddie Jackson, I still look at what he did in the past. He, did, he does have a couple those two last years where it hasn't been great. But I think this defense can be a rejuvenation kind of year for, for an Eddie Jackson. So I have him here as number four. Wow. I have to use the preface yet again that like we made these lists independently and submitted them privately, but Eddie Jackson is number four for me as well. Nick, you hit on a lot of the same talking points that I wanted to hit on. How I looked at it was the 2018 Eddie Jackson, I feel like he has to be in there somewhere. Like He hasn't gone completely away, but just for some reason we haven't seen him. Hopefully with this new defense and having to buy into the hits philosophy that we're going to get to see in Eddie Jackson that somewhat resembles what we saw a few years ago. And if so, he is a top five player on this defense. We saw a little bit of an uptick last year, as Nick mentioned, uh, with the improved tackling. I thought there were still some issues with some effort on some key situations, but that's not going to be allowed like it was in the past. So I'm doing a little bit of a projecting, a little bit of reminiscing to get the Eddie Jackson up to number four. I think we're forgetting how long ago 2018 really was. Did that year happen? Seems like it was a better time. That was a while ago. Number five is not Eddie Jackson for me. It is Angelo Blackson. Oh, wow. Which is what, hey. I start, what I started to hint at at the top of the show. Like, I think this exercise the last couple of days has brought me down on the bears a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I did not expect Angelo Blackson to be this high. But, you know, I go back to my grading system. The whole reason I do it is so I don't forget how guys played. And I really track what they're doing throughout a season. This was a guy who played at a starter level last year for the Bears. Uh, In my mind, the way it came out, Eddie Jackson did not. Um, I do agree that there. I have some hope for Eddie in this defense. I do think the hits philosophy can help get more out of him. Um, But... When I go back to, it's been like three years since we've really seen that guy. Four years now. Um, I can't tell you for certainty that it's going to happen. And I think Angelo Blackson, while he's not going to be a dominant player, can still be you know, solid one technique in his defense, give you valuable reps. Um, and so that's why I have, I have him number five. So I think it's interesting with this exercise, too, how we weigh maybe potential versus, like, Past achieve past you know achievements in a way, too because again like Angelo Blackson like last year was his his year his kind of coming out party and he's on my list somewhere but it's interesting how we we're, we're kind of going about this. I'll, my fifth guy is Travis Gibson, who you know Adam already talked about here, but I think he was able to have that productive season, the seven sacks, five forced fumbles, 
only playing 352 snaps on the left side, 285 on the right, where showing some uh, a little bit of flexibility, but he wasn't a full-time starter. And now that he's most likely going to get that opportunity this season, I'm really curious to see what Travis Gibson can do with that. I think he has all the intangibles to become a player that the Bears can rely on. This is going to be the season to prove it, but I have Travis Gibson here at number five. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Travis Gibson, number five for Mr. DeWitt over here too. So we're rolling with identical top fives here, Nick. Uh, you guys both touched on Travis Gibson. To me, if I had to put him in like some tangible terms to kind of even compare with yesterday, he's a Khalil Herbert of this defense. Small sample size last year. We want to see more out of him. But in the limited reps, he really showed out. Adam already mentioned the five forced fumbles as the second most of all edge players. He went from his first season of five tackles, and that was it, to a player with seven sacks and nearly 40 tackles in year two. He had the 10th best best pass rush grade, according to PFF, among edge players. Uh, the grade was 87. I just can't wait to see what's next. Going back to a hand-in-the-dirt rusher, something he did back at Tulsa, I'm really excited to see how much more potential we can tap into in 2022. Yeah, and before we continue our list here, I have to tell you about our next partnership, and it's one of my personal favorites with Owen, which stands for Only What You Need. This brand is a 100% plant-based protein company that gives you high quality and carefully selected ingredients to keep you functioning throughout your entire workday, especially after an intense workout. In these protein shakes, you get your vegan omega-3s, your green superfoods like broccoli, kale, and spinach, and all these amazing ingredients reinforce what Owen stands for, only what you need. And what's cool is that I first heard about Owen from Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who does follow a plant-based diet. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. When you use the code CHGO20, you get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. Again, that is 20% off with the code CHGO20 at liveowen.com. So join us here at CHGO and Justin Fields and try Owen only what you need. And I ask it every time I'm on the show, it seems like, but if you're not a member of CHGO yet and you've been joining our family, like what really are you waiting for? There's just so much that, you know, benefits behind it, whether it's our premium written content, like Adam's mailbag that he dropped here today for our members joining our, the CHGO, you know, lounge which is our discord app that you can hop on talk to other bears fans or really any any other rooms for any of the chicago teams that we cover it's a place where we can hop in get to talk to you as well uh, i really enjoy having some good conversations with our family members in there uh, you get some good discounts weekly deals on our awesome merchandise as we've already kind of highlighted earlier in the show and everything that we like to do is for you know quality has great content and it's cheaper than Netflix per month. Uh, and again, you get to support local journalists like all three of us here, allowing us to do what we love. And for me, that is covering Chicago Bears football. So if you haven't yet, head over to allcshow.com, become a family member today. And I look forward to welcoming you in our Discord as soon as you arrive. All right. We are halfway through ranking our top 10 players on defense. Um, we get to number six now. After my controversial Angelo Blackson pick, <laughs> I went with Eddie Jackson here at number six, so two spots lower than you guys have them, uh, Will and Nick. I got to be honest, I almost put him at number seven. Ooh. There was some debate there, which we'll talk about when we reveal number seven. But I am going with Eddie Jackson here. I still think he's a good, solid player. Um, I think a lot of teams around the league would still want a safety like Eddie Jackson. And like I've said, you guys said, I think I can't, I, I can see a bounce back year happening. I don't think it'll be 2018, but I think it can be better. I think he can get back in that starter range um, in terms of how he's playing. And when you look at the rest of, rest of the roster, I think this is the fair place to put him right now. All right, number six for me, I'm going with Justin Jones, the Bears 3-tech. And there's a, look, being signed to a two-year, $12 million contract, he wasn't the Bears' first option, as uh, we all know, but – he did have a career year in terms of tackles, sacks, tackles for loss last season with the Chargers, and he did that in 11 games, and that's where also the knock comes on him, health. So he needs to show that he can be healthy and be up for this task. And we, we've heard so many times this offseason, whether it's from Allen Williams, a defense coordinator, Eberflus, how important the three-tech is. We have to see if Justin Jones can amount to that and be that guy that is a disruptor, but I have him here as number six. 
Oh, thank God. All right. Things are finally getting a little different between Nick and myself. Uh, at number six, I have, well, Nicholas Morrow, uh, the new linebacker coming over from the Raiders. He's a very solid linebacker who's really made some plays throughout his time, his career, whether it's making tackles behind the line of scrimmage, similar to Roquan Smith, taking down quarterbacks, coming in off blitzes, uh, finding the football, coming away with those takeaways, or just making the plays on the ball in coverage. He's a very effective player and a very multifaceted linebacker that should thrive in this Bears defense alongside of Roquan Smith. He's proven he can be a good player in this league, and I expect that to continue. The only downside in the knack and the reason why I'm hesitant here is the last time he actually played was 2020. Uh, that ankle injury kept him on the shelf all of last season. So I'm wondering, like, does he still have it? Like, it seems like OTAs and everything like that. Like, the Bears are talking him up. We just have to wait and see, but I'm banking and projecting a little bit here with Morrow as well as looking at what he did uh, before that injury. And if he's 100% healthy and can get back to form, he should be one of the better players in this unit. All right, for number seven, for me, this is where I tap into the rookies. Oh. I'm going with Jaquan Brisker. And the reason why I was tempted to actually put him at Eddie Jackson is because it would not surprise me if by week four we're already saying he's the best safety on the team. Now, he hasn't done that yet. We need to see that happen. I don't think it would be fair for me to say right now that he's better than Eddie Jackson. We haven't, couldn't really base that on anything. But I am very high on Jaquan Brisker. I think he's had a very good uh, offseason program, jumping in right away, getting thrown there with the starters, staying out there every day, getting his hands on the football regularly. Seems like almost every practice he's making a play. Nothing but good signs early on. I always talk about first impressions with rookies. I count them a little bit more when training camp starts. But to this point, very good first impressions. I expect those to continue when camp starts in a couple weeks. So I have him all the way up at number seven on my list. All right, Adam, I, I like it. Uh, number seven, I have Nicholas Mora, who Will just talked about. Big thing with him, 2020 was that good season. He played under Rod Marinelli who was the interim defense coordinator that year. It's going to be a similar type of defense with the Bears this year. Need to see if he can still be that productive linebacker alongside Roquan Smith, but he comes in at number seven on my list. All right, I'll see Adams, Jaquan Brisker, and I'll raise him a Kyler Gordon here at number seven. So we'll we'll start with these rookies just in an inverse order. Uh, with Gordon, obviously this is a wait and see in terms of like just how big of an impact he's going to make right away. Rookie cornerbacks in this league tend to have you know their moments in which they really do struggle, but sometimes too they can shine. Remember Kyle Fuller almost a decade ago. It's crazy to even say that uh, right now, but when I look at Gordon, he's someone that should immediately be uh, one of the top 10 players in this defense right away. He's an athletic corner. Uh, we see the athleticism. I remember the clip the Bears shared on social media of that vertical of him going up and get the ball. Like, oh my word. Talk about Derek Rose earlier. <laughs> that that vertical right there I saw from Gordon uh, was very reminiscent. Uh, he's going to also play very physically. I'm excited to watch him kind of press up in this zone defense and uh, see what he has in store. But uh, I see a lot of potential in Gordon. I know we haven't seen him on the field as much as we like so far in OTAs. Uh, but come training camp, I expect him to really turn some heads. So number seven for me is Kyler Gordon. Yeah, I have him at number eight. Um, and really just the reason I have Brisker ahead of him is because we've seen more of Brisker. Um, Kyler Gordon, when he's been out there in flashes, has looked the part. Mm -hmm. He's been exciting too, just like you said, Will. Um, but he hasn't been out there as much. And he was on, spent more time on a bike, it seemed like, he in did. OTAs than actually out on the field. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Um, but, you know, give him another chance and the pads go on when camp starts. Hopefully he can stay out there more. But that is why I have Brisker ahead of Kyler Gordon right now. Okay, I have uh, Alquandine Muhammad as my eighth best player on this Bears defense. A two-year, $10 million contract, but a guy that had 48 total tackles last season at Eberflus' defense and was a productive run stuffer, which the Bears are going to need if Robert Quinn is not a part of this team. It's going to be also somebody that's competing with Travis Gibson at that left side end uh, for reps this season. But I think in this defense that he obviously has familiarity with, he could still be a solid player for the Bears, but uh, I look at him and just having that that ability to stop the run will be valuable for this Bears defense. So number eight, Alquandine Muhammad. I like it, Nick. Uh, let's see, number eight for me, 
I'm going to go with the rookies yet again. So Adam, I did fully an inverse here, and I have Jaquan Brisker, the self-proclaimed steal of the draft. You already mentioned that strong, really good start to OTAs. Uh, he's mentioned takeaways are in his DNA. The Bears are preaching him. It's like a match made in heaven. Uh, he did a lot of the same things at Penn State that the Bears are going to want him to do here. Another physical player that I, I see him being stout in the box, but he's also not a slouch in coverage. Player that really relies on his strong instincts. He's going to be a factor against the run, underneath routes, and he can also help over the top. And his presence is a big reason why I hope and I projected Eddie Jackson higher on this list because he's having a counterpart. He's having that partner in the back end of this defense that has more potential than we've seen really since Adrian Amos. Uh, so Jaquan Brisker at number eight is going to be my guy. I'm just uh, n- noticing that it looks like Nick liked uh, Ryan Poles' free agent class, ranking these guys 6, 7, and 8. Mm-hmm. Justin Jones, Nicholas Morrow, and Al-Quadi Muhammad. I didn't notice that until just now, Adam, but thank you for pointing it out. Yep, I clearly liked it. Evidently, I like the draft class a little bit more than the uh, free agents. Uh, I do finally dip into the free agent poll here. Uh, pool, I should say, at number nine, and I went with Justin Jones. Um, almost didn't have him on the list, honestly. There was, there was a moment where I had Kyrus Tonga on here. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I kind of compared the two, and I'm like, okay, well, Tonga did give the Bears good reps. Justin Jones did a little bit more last year. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a guy that only has four and a half career sacks. And you're really banking on the fact that three of them came last year, and you're hoping that that's what translates. But call me skeptical here. I need to see it. Even if he does stay healthy, need to see a little bit more consistency. Got to see more production. So he cracks the list here at number nine. But at the same time, I have some concerns about that. And that's where I start to worry about some of the depth on this defense, quite frankly. Um, When you're looking at somebody who projects as a clear starter right now, as the three technique, and I'm not feeling great about him at number nine. All right, my number nine is Angelo Blackson. Again, a guy who had a really solid year for the Bears last season. Now we just got to see if he can take on more of that starter reps because it looks like uh, given the lack of depth that the Bears have in the interior defensive line, he is going to be that guy. So Angelo Blackson, a lot of the same reasons that Adam was saying earlier, Comes in at number nine on my list, but he had a decent season for the Bears. Let's see how he can build off of that. All right, are you guys strapped in, ready to go? Because this is where it gets weird. Oh, it's getting weird, THC. <laughs> Jesper Horst said? Getting... No. <laughs> All right, number nine is my third safety uh, yes. on this list. I'm going with oh DeAndre God. Houston Carson, uh, DHC. I thought he deserved a spot here. He played in over half the defensive snaps last year, and I thought – he still played admirably, really good in coverage. He, make, he makes plays on the ball. He limits plays in his direction. He's always Johnny on the spot, or sorry, DeAndre on the spot. The two fumble recoveries plus the interception last year. He's a very solid player. I don't think he should be starting in this defense, especially after Brisker's arrival, but he's a really good DB that they can throw in the field in sub-packages, and he's proven he'll be around the football and make something happen. Uh, so for me, DeAndre Houston Carson – is number nine, and I, again, I know things got a little weird here, but all in all, I thought he is still one of the better players, and I think it's a, a statement of itself when you look at the rest of that roster. I mean, he'd probably be number two on my special teams rankings. Behind Cairo? Behind Cairo. Hey, if, you like, if you like PFF grades, which, again, take them with all the green salt that you want, he is the highest-graded player that had at least 300 snaps last year on this defense with a 78 thomas graham jr is ahead of him but again only 112 snaps last year too small he's the highest graded player on the bears or in the nfl yeah bears Bears. okay higher than cleo mack higher than akeem hicks i appreciate it thomas graham jr though is one of the best in uh corners in the whole league roquan smith though He's he's way down in PFF yeah. standards, though. Exactly. Yeah. Which, you just Which again, that's exactly why you don't use them. I like to just say them, and then people can, <laughs> if they like them, great. And if they hate them, eh, okay. I understand, too. So, Thomas Graham Jr., you, you mentioned that name. Number 10 wow. on my list. Um, I'm going to call myself out, though, here. Yeah. I definitely snubbed Nicholas Moreau, I think. 
He did. Wow, what the hell? You know, I <laughs> but here's the thing. I he didn't play last year. I haven't seen a lot of them. You know, he's in the he was in the AFC. We haven't seen a lot of Thomas Graham. We haven't seen Yeah, but I saw more <laughs> Thomas Graham Jr. last year than I saw Nicholas Moreau. Sure. Um I like him. I I I see potential there. I liked what we saw in a small sample size. Uh obviously PFF did too in a small sample size as Will just mentioned. <laughs> I think with more opportunity he's he's going to be the slot corner mm-hmm. and I think the Bears are going to be better off there than they have been. So in the last couple of years. So again, this is probably more of a potential pick uh here to slide him in the top 10, but it's a little bit of a leap of faith. I'm willing to do it, and that's why I have him at number 10. Okay. I have one of the rookies making it. It's Kyler Gordon as uh, the 10th best player right now. And I think I, I have a lot of confidence that Kyler Gordon's going to be a really good player in the Bears defense. I think how I – when I went about my list, I just looked at what some of these guys did – a year ago, or if it was, you know, for like Nicholas Morrow's sake, it had to be two years ago. But Kyler Gordon, by the end of this year, easily can crack the top five in terms of what he's capable of doing with this athleticism. And if he can just grasp this this uh, Bears defense, he's definitely a quality player. But I have him at number 10 here. So from my final spot, like I was debating between Thomas Graham Jr. I was looking at Tavon Young, just like, eh, like, couldn't the slot guy be there? I just don't know just yet. I, with you, Adam, I've been a big fan of Thomas Graham Jr. I've been very vocal about that. But I needed to throw Justin Jones on this list somewhere, for the love of God. Uh, I mean, he is going to be the three-tech in this defense. You guys kind of hit on some of those numbers earlier. You know, career-high three sacks and five tackles for a loss last year. I know it's only 11 games, but that's still a number that somewhat uh, underwhelms me for a guy that's going to be playing a position in this defense where success is predicated on making plays in the backfield. Uh, so for me, I know there's some upside that the Bears are kind of looking to tap into, and I hope it's there. Uh, I just want to see it before I have more confidence to kind of move him up this list. So that's why he kind of rounds out my list right now at number 10. Uh, so that's it for me. So no Angelo Blackson on your list. I know. I feel that's DeAndre Houston Carson would have probably been the one to remove if I was going to throw on an Angelo Blackson. I've been high on Angelo since he came last year. Uh, really showed out in the preseason. It was very solid last year for the Bears. And yeah, I guess he just didn't make the cut. I just wanted to show DHC a little bit of love here. Yeah. Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> I mean, he's on the list. He's here. I think Brisker's warranted on this list. Hey, no Alquandi Muhammad, though. He had six sacks last season, seventeen or 13 quarterback hits. He's going to be playing defensive yeah. end, too. Like, there's there's reason to, to squeeze him on this list like I did, but uh, I did not think it would be this different to be I know. There's, there's a lot more disagreement yeah. on this list than we had yesterday, for Le- sure. Yesterday was just a struggle. This is actually, like, placing guys and seeing where they could go, weighing their previous history, their potential, so... This was, uh, again, another interesting exercise. Yeah, it makes me worried, totally too. Totally agreed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I like that some people like my DHC pick in there uh, as well. Uh, again, it's I think he's very good. Like, he's solid, and he's not, like, we've seen his potential. Like, he's not going to get much better. However, like, it's been fine. Like, when he's out there, you're not, like, mad or upset or just worried about what he's going to be doing out there. It's just that you hope there's better on this team at a starting role. We have Kevin Fishbane in the chat here. Yeah, Kevin Fishbane, our friend, is asking, when are you doing the episode with Hoag's top 10 personal protectors? Which is so specific, I think we need to even explain that position <laughs> um, because it's on the punt team, uh, which DAC, DHC is the PP. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. He's he's the one who actually handles the snap count, and the, and calls for the snap, and then stands in between the the line and the punter. To he's the punter's personal protector. <laughs> Maybe I'll do my top ten of all time, uh, Ooh, and uh, release it as a special episode only for Kevin Fishbane to listen to. I'll just text it to him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Voice recording. Um, love you, Fish. Uh, all right. 
Good stuff last couple days. You guys are break, uh, top 10 special teams rankings tomorrow, right? Uh, no. Is, is Friday? No? No. Okay. Just, just <laughs> checking. Uh, to disappoint. Don't call me if you do it. I will be playing way too much golf this weekend. Mm. Sounds like fun. Might Enjoy. Just turn, turn the phone off. That's or put on airplane mode because I still got to play some music, you know. There you go. Get That's the right vibes idea. going on the course. Uh, very excited about it. I am taking some time off uh, the next week and a half, charging up for training camp. Looking forward to it. Going to spend time with the family, get on the golf course, come back strong. Uh, and that's how it usually works, right? Sort of dreading camp right now. By the time I take some time off, you'll be ready. Be excited for it because there is a, those first couple of days of camp are always fun. I will say, way more fun in Bourbon A than they are in Lake Forest. Um, the only part of training camp in Bourbon A I miss are those first, like, four or five days. That first chunk of days where, like, it was a getaway and it was mm. fun and it felt like camp. And then the first time you drove back to Chicago and then back down, you're like, okay, I'm done with this. <laughs> Can we just do the rest? So, you know, if they ever wanted to go back to Bourbon A for just, like, the first five days, camp, fine. Um, I do think it's better for the team the way they're doing it in Lake Forest. Yeah. I think it's a... I don't know. It depends on where you live in terms of the fan benefit. But uh, use that state of the art facility. I mean, if you're the Bears, yeah, like, that's mean, the you build benefit. it, you got to use it, is the bottom line. And I, you know, I get it. But um, who's that? You want to tease us on the show tomorrow? We're still uh, working things out. Okay. But, but we, right. yeah, just tune in uh, this, the rest <laughs> of this week, next week. We have guests lined up, but you just have to tune in each day. At 1 p.m. Central Time to see who that is. Well, these guys will hold down the fort while I'm gone. Will, great job last couple days with these rankings. Appreciate you. Um, make sure everyone's following us on Twitter. Follow CHGO underscore sports underscore bears. Get those memberships, our content. Some good stuff up there today at allchgo.com. Nick is back tomorrow with a mystery guest at 1 p.m. Talk to you then.